Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast. Hawks lose 5-3 to the Blues in St. Louis, but most importantly, the damn preseason's over. Hooray! Hooray! Let's advance to the regular season, which the Blackhawks will do on Tuesday in Pittsburgh. And oh yeah, we're going to be there. That's going to be a lot of fun. Hooray! Hooray! So 5-3, who scored for the Hawks? Well, it was interesting. Three guys fight, well, one guy not fighting for a job, Lucas Reichel. Um, but he scored on, and I'm going to say it, Colton Dock got screwed out of an assist. <laughs> Just saying. It doesn't matter in the end. I know. Uh, Joey Anderson whoop, and Mackenzie at whistle are the three that scored for the Hawks. Peter Mrazek picking up his second assist of the preseason. How about that? He's catching Connor Bedard. Oh, oh boy. I can't wait <laughs> for the clickbait on that one. His assist came with a goalie in the other net, too. <laughs> <laughs> I can be a Phoenix, I can be an Arizona Coyotes tweeter, too. <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, you can. Uh, thanks yeah. for being with us. We appreciate it on this busy Saturday night. Make sure you smash that like button for us on the uh, old YouTubes there and follow the YouTube page. Subscribe to the YouTube page. And if you're a podcaster, thank you for that. Make sure you are following or subscribed on your podcast app and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So there's a lot to get to in this game. And is there? We kind of got into it uh, to start the show, and we're going to talk about it on Hawks Hits today. So why don't we begin the conversation on the bubble players and where they sort of stand right now. So as we sort of viewed it coming into tonight's game, there's a number of guys fighting for the last roster spot or two. Joey Anderson, uh, Mackenzie Outwhistle, Reese Johnson and Boris Kachuk, to a lesser extent, Colton Doc, who it seems is going to be sent down. Um, and it's interesting. Joey Anderson, who had a really solid game, adds a goal. Mm-hmm. And how about our guy, Mackenzie at Whistle? Totally redeemed yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's one way to, uh, to make up for, for fumbling a two on O, to make a great power move and finish it at the front of the net. And solidify your NHL roster spot. Yeah, wins a puck at the at the Hawks' own blue line, takes it into the blue zone, stick handles around the blues, tucks it backhand. Uh, beautiful goal. Uh, good to see his second goal of the preseason. Um, I think we, I don't know if anything changed in your guys' minds after tonight. I think we all sort of had Ant Whistle as the guy we were, we were favoring for myriad reasons. But yep. uh, I think tonight, I think he just kind of hammered that point home, I hope. I think tonight, as far as being like the final audition, talked about it on the post game, is like the final audition before the regular season for all these guys on the bubble. If 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 in the eyes of Luke Richardson they were all even, I think Mackenzie Entwistle and Boris Kachuk took the last two spots on the roster. And I think, unfortunately for Reese Johnson, it's just that extra little bit of offensive touch that those two guys have. And whistle and, yeah. and Kachuk, he just doesn't. He just can't match it. And so I, I don't know. I we'll see what the final, uh, you know, final cuts reveal. But I, I think for me, Kachuk and Entwistle are on this team. Uh, and and I think I, if it comes down to just one of those guys, it, I think it's got to be and and yeah, think it's got to be Entwistle. We've got our uh, stat cards, the blue lines <coughs> for the show. Uh, the highest rated Hawk, Wyatt Kaiser. He had a solid game. With a game score of 2.04. That's great. That's a really high score. Mackenzie at whistle 1.28. Uh, Lucas Reichel 1.18. I'm going down the line here looking for guys we're talking about here. Joey Anderson, a little bit lower, 0.49. And where is Kachuk? There he is, 0.13. 
the worst Blackhawks. Yep. I guess I know. I bet you I know two of them. Go ahead. Shout it out. Jared Tenorti, Nikita Zaitsev. Absolutely correct. Yeah. Nikita Zaitsev was the worst skater. Uh, Bennington Ever. and Razek were the were the <laughs> bottom two guys. Um, Zaitsev a minus one point seven five. I don't yeah. know what that number means, but I know it's not good. Well, it's it's it like he had a negative impact on the game. Yeah, he sure did. Impact. I don't need a fancy blue line to tell me that. <laughs> I have eyeballs. I saw it. it yeah, it's bad. it's like, you know yeah. and. and I, I, that kind of derails the conversation, but that's okay. Um, he's, he's part of the conversation. Are the, the, the point that I made during the, during the game on Twitter was the reason you choose veteran over kid is because the thought is if you put the veteran in, he's going to keep, he's going to make fewer mistakes. He's going to play a steadier game. He's going to not do things that cost you. He was an effing disaster tonight, Nikita Zaitsev. Minus four for the preseason, in which he barely played. Mm-hmm. He There are several chances in front of the net where he was just watching the Blues take second, third wax at the puck. He was absolutely terrible. Terrible. And there's no way... And look, I have faith in Kyle Davidson and Luke Richardson that up to this point, they've always seemed to do the right thing roster-wise. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you look at Isaac Phillips or Wyatt Kaiser or Kevin Korchinski or, or uh, Alex Vlasic and say... You know what? It's just a numbers game. We got to send you down. There's no way. There's no way. No way. Zaitsev sucks. He sucks. There's there's nothing he brings to the team that should prevent anyone who has earned a job to make the team. He's going to be 32 at the end of the month. He's had 444 NHL games. And you know what you have with him. Yeah. And you know the you, you see the mistakes he's he's going to make. You know the mistakes he's going to make. I I just I know the I, I said it on 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 social media during the game. I know the Blackhawks aren't contending for anything, but he is going to cost you games. And if you're looking to build culture with these young guys, give them experience being you know in games, having games feel like they matter. Um, not necessarily wins and losses, but feeling like you're in games. You can't have Zaitsev out there making the difference in a one-goal game or a two-goal game or a three-goal. Like, you know, being in a game where you're down one instead of being down two or three because Zaitsev's in the lineup because he's costing you things, <clears throat> it's not worth it. I'd rather have uh, Isaac Phillips or Wyatt Kaiser or Kevin Korchinski or Nolan Allen or any of those young guys, even if they're playing their offside, I'd rather have them here making mistakes that you can teach out of them rather than a guy who you're not he's if he's making these same mistakes playing over 400 NHL games what room is there for him to grow there is none he is who he is one of the worst NHL defensemen uh playing in the league and i i he makes a lot of money and it's it's it the salary cap isn't even the issue it's 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 on the ice yeah it's a player it's bad and I just, I, I can't, I can't defend playing him over playing a young, or over playing a young kid. And if you send him to Rockford, that's almost worse yeah. because you're using Rockford to develop guys like, let's say, Nolan Allen or Ethan Del Mastro or Louis Crevier. And you, if you were to send Zaitsev down, now he's taking minutes away in Rockford from those guys. There's no point. In him being on in this on this team, there's no point. You should have waved him when you could have. You can't 
you're not going to trade him because of his contract. Right. And I just, there's no reason he needs to be on this team. You should have waved him in the summer and just and just cut your losses when you could have. I see. I mean, I can see where they're coming from because you don't know what you have yet in the kids, right? Like, you haven't started training camp yet. You don't know how Kaiser's going to look. You don't know how Vlasic and all these guys are going to look. So you kind of, you got to play it safe and keep them in case they come in and they're just not ready. But I guess. I mean, you knew at least two of them are going to be ready. I'd rather have the mystery box than <laughs> Nikita Zaitsev. I know. If the only reason you're keeping Nikita Zaitsev on this roster is because he's right-handed, then cut him. Yeah. I'm right-handed. I am too. I'm, I'm, I'll guarantee you I'll take less money than Nikita Zaitsev. I can be a minus four. Sure. <laughs> I, can, I can turn my back to the puck. Very, I wouldn't even have to try to be a minus four. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's not good. I, um... I don't know how, like, the New York Islanders should fire Lou Lamorella because he's the one who signed. They should, like, look and say, wait a minute, you gave Nikita Zaitsev a seven-year, <laughs> $31 million contract? Because that's who signed him to this deal in the first place. The Islanders should retroactively fire Lou Lamorello. What, I mean, I know Lou Lamorello. So just in case he is, does it again. <laughs> is, like, he's, he's heralded as one of the greatest executives in NHL history. Some of that is warranted. But when you look at that, yeah, come on. I think people are just afraid to speak poorly of him because he knows where the bodies are buried. His is going to be buried sooner rather than later. Start talking shit about him. Uh, Daryl Sutter knows where those are, too, and the flames moved on. So Exactly. Yeah, like, uh, I, I don't yeah. get, like, uh, he's, he's one of these old-school dinosaurs, too, and, like, he wants the New York Islanders to be this neutral zone, boring, slow team. Ugh. That doesn't win in the NHL today. No. Um, I don't. Yeah, I, I want. I came in the training camp wanting to root for Nikita Zaitsev. I wanted him to be like, hey, he's serviceable. This is okay. He's not like I, so many people were like, he's the worst player in the NHL. I'm like, he can't be that bad. And then we looked up the analytics that kind of proved that he Actually was. Actually that bad, yes. And then after that's, what I've seen in the small sample sizes preseason, I think it's that bad. And it's not going to get better at this point. This isn't a season about winning games, but if you, it, I'd rather have, I'd rather have Wyatt Kaiser or Isaac Phillips making those mistakes out there because they're still correctable yeah. for those guys. Nikita Zaitsev, if he hasn't corrected these mistakes now, it ain't ever happening. So I'd rather have the young guys out there learning from making their mistakes and getting better as the season goes on. A couple of super chats here. Uh, Two dollars from Brandon says Wideman was great and whistle solid. Wave Zaitsev, agree with all those. Thank you. And another two bucks from Windy City Hockey says Zaitsev needs to be waved. He's a traffic cone. Now, that is insulting to traffic cones. Yeah, traffic, traffic cones, cones actually keep people safe. People, yeah. traffic, traffic cones, cones usually do cones. their job. Yeah. yeah. Now and again, traffic. someone will trip on one, you yeah. know. They're but, cones. Yeah, I. It's it's bad. I mean, they can wave him, right? But the answer then is he has to go to Rockford. Yeah, if, I mean, if you if you send him down... He'll get there. No one's going to take him off waivers. But, like I said, he's then he's taking time away from someone that you want in yeah. Rockford. And you can. You can sit him there, you know, to the point where maybe he just That's, says, release me. I mean, piss him off to the point where he says, just terminate my contract. Yeah. Right. I, if, it, if it were to come to that, where it, if it was just like, hey, we're going to send you to Rockford and we're just, you know, we're just not going to play you, he would probably say, well, then either trade me or or cut me for, you know, or terminate my contract so I can at least go play somewhere else. Does anyone owe the Hawks uh, F considerations? 
and just say, hey, take this guy on for us. Do what you want with him. We'll eat half the salary. We don't care. I don't think so. I just, uh, oof. I mean, they, how did they even get Zaitsev? I forget. From Toronto. No, Ottawa. No, Ottawa. Ottawa, sorry. It was what Ottawa. Move? It was the, uh, it was, was it a draft day move? Stand by. I don't remember. I don't remember. I blocked yeah, it. Oh, it happened I, in season last year. It did, yeah. Oh, yeah. they got multiple draft picks. They got a second round pick and a fourth round pick just for taking him on. That, t- that tells you a lot. <sighs> yeah. That a team like Ottawa, who's still the, in they rebuild were st- mode, still figuring out their defense, said, we don't want you around here. I mean, we'll give you a second and a fourth rounder. For yeah. Him. I just, I, no, that's I don't know. Off. Wrong, wrong, like wrong Nikita. Richard, Richardson, wrong bad Nikita. Richardson spoke about Zaitsev earlier in camp, saying, you know, he's 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 a good veteran. Uh, you know, he's he's a guy people respect in the room. You know, doesn't say a lot, but you know, can can be that presence on the team. I just I, maybe he's just trying to, you know do right by a veteran in, in saying some of those things. But, man, I just – the eyes and the analytics say it's not worth – he's not worth sticking around. If I'm not mistaken, that should have been the 44th pick. Yeah. Which the Hawks use this, like, Roman cancer of. Well, and he's been pretty good. So far. Well, he's, 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 he's scored had, a goal yeah, he, in the yeah, KHL. He's had a highlight reel assist and a breakaway goal in his last two games. So uh, That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I just I, – defensively, I just think, you know, there's enough guys that it's – like you said, Jay, like I don't know how you go to Isaac Phillips and say, we don't think you can – we don't think you fit in this NHL roster right now. I, I watch Isaac Phillips, and I, I see – sure, is he, is he a top pair defenseman? No. But is he an NHL – can he play in the NHL? Absolutely. Like, I, I, I would much rather have a young – you know, upside still there, defenseman playing, than you know a guy a, a guy who's proven. It's, it's just he's not worth it. So somebody on Twitter, Thomas Hawk, just tweeted at me and said, uh, "It's called tanking for more picks. We'll be able to dial back the wins when these with these fringe ro- players rotating in to cause the right amount of chaos." Kevin uh, Kyle Davidson won't mind another top five player saying like Zaitsev is going to be here to help the tank. It, they're not tanking. They're not you don't go year. trade for Corey Perry and Nick Foligno and Taylor Hall if you're if you're tanking. You're not tanking, and you can get the same the same can, result. You could get the same result from a young defenseman playing and a mistake laden Zaitsev playing, but the young defenseman can say, "Oh, that those are bad things to do." I can learn from that, and I still have the runway in my career and in my development where I can get rid of those bad habits. I can learn from those mistakes, and I can change it up. At this point, I, I, I said is who he is. And I just, yeah, I, tank, whatever. I'm not, I'm not considering this a tank. Um, but, man, it's just, I don't know. It, it, it hasn't really bothered me this much over the summer. But watching him in this preseason compared to watching where the young guys are in the preseason, it's like, what are we even doing? It, yeah. And it, look, if, if complaining about Nikita Zaitsev is the only thing that we can, you know, really muster up complaints about right now, that's a good position to be in. 
because that means everything else is kind of up to snuff with what we're hoping for this team. But man, it was just it, it was it was bad. It was bad tonight, and this was, you know, a a, a last preseason game before going into the regular season, and that's not the that's not the last game you want to have going into the regular season. Yeah, I if you're going to play Zaitsev this year, and it certainly appears it's going to happen at least for some of the games. Don't ever boot him with Jared Tenorti again, please. Yeah, that was rough. If you're going to play Zaitsev, at least boot him out there with a guy that can cover some ice for when he inevitably screws up. Put him out there with, you know, one of the more mobile guys. Um, but then you're but then you're putting you're putting the young guys the honest on him to make up for Zaitsev. That's a tough position to put the young guy in. Agreed, but I mean at least you have a guy that might actually be able to make up for it. Tenorti, we know what Tenorti is. Mm-hmm. Tenorti's not a guy out there that could be that is needs to be, you know, making up ground because his partner is spinning around like watering right. cir- like water circling a drain. Right. Like, so yeah, just don't play those guys together if you have to play Zaitsev. I mean, I don't know what's what's the ultimate decision is, but you know, I I, I think I mean, you we know, we might learn the cuts as early as tonight. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I've been refreshing. I'm, uh, I'm looking. You know, I've, I when they didn't buy out Zaitsev in the summer, you knew they were just going to play him. And and we're all we're, we're as while the Blackhawks aren't tanking like they were last year, even they won't admit that, but we all know that what was going on. I mean, they're not exactly trying to make the playoffs either. So, like, the wins and losses don't really matter at the end. But no. you do want to, you know, start building something. In the grand scheme of things, if Zaitsev is here and he plays 45 to 50 games, it's not the end of the world. No. But you – wa- but I, but I, No, but, but I have to watch are, those 45 to 50 games. We've got to watch them off. anyway. So. If we see him in the lineup, we're just going to not have a show. <laughs> Yeah, that will that will get we'll him figure off the it team. out. That will get him off. <laughs> now he's playing all eighty-two games. Now well, let's do an extra ten minutes every show, <laughs> and build credit towards the hour. Mm-hmm. Boom, there you go. Exactly. That's how we're gonna do it. Um, yeah, I I think that covers about as much Nikita Zaitsev yeah. as we need to talk about tonight. That's kind of all. We all that agree? needs to be said. We'll, we'll never yeah. speak of him again. Uh, I doubt that. But, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I don't want to say anything more too mean. No, I mean. Like, just as, as we, you know, in the pregame show, we talk about how much we liked Mackenzie Whistle as a kid. That doesn't mean he should make the team. And just, I have nothing personal against Nikita Zaitsev. No. He's just objectively bad. Yeah. If you watch him play hockey, he's not good at it. You want to have less liabilities than more of them on the ice. And it's just he doesn't he doesn't bring a net positive to the team. No, not at all. Well, you know what brings a net positive? Streaming television, which yes. I'm doing right now. And now I'm not taking my hat off, person in the chat. That's not what a fan <laughs> does. You live and die in the good moments and the bad moments. <sighs> you can pull a Matt Peck and just throw it. I don't know who wants to see my hair without a hat on. It's not good. Mm. It's real bad. So are you forfeiting your opportunity to win the when the helmet I'll put then? the hel- I could do it. I can do it. I can do it in Throw a slight way. Throw the hat and put the hel- helmet on. Oh, maybe. I like this hat. I'm not, this is the first time I've worn this hat. I just got this. Nice. The hat's fault. Are yeah, you, are that's you, an are unlucky you, hat. Are you, are you peeking at, at the uh, the game on, you? on your on your Fubo TV? I am watching Fubo TV on my lap, yep. Well, if you want 140-plus live channels of sports, shows, movies, and, the, and news, 
Check out our friends at Fubo TV. You can stream live from any device, like your laptop or your phone or your tablet. Watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price. Start streaming immediately with a free trial from Fubo. No contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. <coughs> Thousand hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge, and you can watch your local teams while traveling. You got the college football season in full swing, the Big Ten, your Notre Dame games. I know they're pretty much considered a Big Ten team around here. The NFL. They are in hockey. The, the, the Bears. Uh, we get giving them another week or two. Yeah. The NFL Network is on, on Fubo. So is the Red Zone. That's your best way to avoid the Bears is watching Red Zone. <laughs> uh, They're never in there. Yep. <laughs> Come on now. They were good. And nah, the NFL that, that, se- NHL season is starting. You'll be able yep, to watch yeah. all those games. The NBA is coming. College basketball is right around the corner, too. So lots of exciting stuff to watch on your Fubo TV. Watch all your favorite college football and the NFL with Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.com slash chgo and sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. And if you need some help getting through the Nikita Zaitsev experience, our friends at Sunnyside have just the thing you need. They are your home and my home for judgment-free cannabis shopping where all kinds of visitors, both new and exper- and exper- yeah, new and experienced, I'm doing it on the fly. Good stuff, Jay. Way to go. Are uh, welcome to explore. Like, sounds like you stopped at <laughs> Sunnyside. I might have hit Sunnyside a little too early. <laughs> Discover and purchase a wide array of high quality cannabis products. They've got everything you need to elevate your football season. And no matter where you are on your cannabis journey, they're going to make you feel welcome. They're going to make you feel uh, educated. They're going to make you feel very secure in your purchase. And when you have that purchase, you can take advantage of their loyalty program, Sunnyside Rewards. It is Illinois' favorite dispensary for many, many reasons. I tell you all the time about the counting sheep uh, from the good news. Another bad night with the dog. I'm telling you, I'm slipping them one. Um, but but a little earlier today, feeling a little bit, I don't know, a little anxious. What you know, maybe because I did, hadn't slept well or whatever. Took out that um, that good news pen the Friday and just gave it one little puff and just felt tremendous. Really good stuff. Re-energized, confident again, really good stuff. But there's so many great brands there, including Cresco, Floracal, which is born on the West Coast. Floracal Farms is committed to rigorous pheno hunting and small batch cultivation practices that yield only the best results. Flour is always hand-trimmed, the way you like it, and expertly cared for to ensure only the best flowers, vapes, gummies, and pre-rolls go to market. Now through October 15th, head to sunnyside.shop. Use that code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer, not stackable with other promotions, but that's not only for new customers. Anyone can use that code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your football season. Must be 21 plus or an Illinois MedCard holder. Uh, Got a couple things in the chat we should address before we move on. First of all, our guy Jim... Uh, Jim. Our, Jim, one of our Jim, sales Jim, guys, Jim. Jim Cook, says he's going to sell a Zaitsev feature, so you have to talk about Good luck. If you do that, <laughs> if you get somebody to sponsor a Zaitsev feature, you are the salesman of the freaking century, <laughs> and you, you, you're going to be like... Be quite the uh, sell. Yes, that's quite the sell. You've got... The Blackhawks have a better chance of trading him than you do of, do, of finding <laughs> something to do that. Yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, Speaking of our helmet, Paul says uh, the loser should be the one that has to wear the little helmet. 
We've adjusted the helmet. We took out the foam padding. Yeah, So yeah, it is yeah. definitely not as... Now fits us all comfortably. It Disinfected yeah. it. We s- it still looks ridiculous as all hell, but at least... It's it, a winner's it's, it's helmet. Painful. Yes, it's a winner's the, it's helmet. It's the winner's helmet. We yeah. put some more stickers on it. And, uh, and yes... Uh, the cameraman tonight. Was, uh, oh God! Can we take ten send, seconds to talk about that? Send that jabroni back to whatever minor league baseball team he came from. Oof. It was so bad. S- zoom out! Zoom! Out. The, it's the it's the one thing I said the most tonight while watching the game was <laughs> zoom out. Yes. Oh my gosh! It was yes. so bad. It was obviously a freelance so cameraman bad. who had never done a hockey game in his life before. Well, here's I, the thing, though. I've never filmed a hockey game either, but if I was going to, I would zoom out as opposed to zoom in because it's going to make it easier. Right. Like, I'll just go side to side knowing I can't, you know, follow the puck. It's, oh, I'd rather it's be bad. far away than it's zoomed bad. in. It, it looked like some, a f- like a father of a specific player with yeah. his iPad just trying to follow his kid play. Right. It was bad. Yeah, it All was. Thing, like, 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 I'm sure it was like the D crew. You know, right? We, need a, we just need people. It wasn't the normal uh, crew that does the cameras down there in St. Louis, but that was, I was, I c- literally couldn't watch most of the game because if I watched for more than like fifteen t- seconds, I was getting nauseous. It took me out of the game because yeah. I, I was, I was, so I was focusing more on like why is it zoomed in than yeah. why is the why is, was the puck going where it was really, going. There are parts of the game where, like, if the puck was on the near boards, the player at the board's head would be cut off. And more of the screen would be crowd than ice. It's like, dude, <sighs> uh, it was. Yeah. I needed. Uh, what, what's the uh, what's the medication you need to take if you're Dram- Dramamine. Yeah, Dramamine? I, need, yeah. I needed. I needed that. I, does the well, sunny side have any of those in stock? I <laughs> probably could, I maybe. used a few of those. Maybe. Well, and it's it's not only the camera person. Like, if the camera person is is doing something that is like, hey, that's not how you shoot hockey. The director has got to has got to get in their ear and say, zoom out. You know, frame. You know, frame. Frame the the shot. The shot's got to have be- a better frame, and so it's not only is it the camera person; it's the re- it's the director not addressing it. I don't know. Maybe it was, an was a- maybe it was an AI director. It was rough. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe it was all AI. Ugh. Blame it. Was it was blame them? Good. It was awful. It was very like, and I thought maybe it was just me. Like early on, like this seems weird. Like the broadcast looks weird. Oh, and, yeah. Like for, I was also struggling to see the Blues numbers a little bit because. The like color balance was off a little bit, but that happens. You know, it is what it is. Filming against ice is difficult. Um, but yeah, like once I saw the, it was ugh. it was rough. Yeah, not good. It was rough. Anyways, uh, you, know, <laughs> you know, was good today. Alex Vlasic. Yeah, he had a good game. You talk about like we spent a lot of time talking about Kaiser and Korchinski and the guys who have like have made the flashy plays this preseason. Vlasic has just been so solid. He's just so, and I, that's what he was drafted to do, right? He's got a little bit of offense. We saw him today taking some chances, pinching in a little bit, taking some shots. But, man, I just, there's nothing about his game that concerns me. He looks oh, NHL yeah. ready. And, yeah, there's going to be mistakes, of course. But I think of all those guys, like, yeah, you're going to get the flashes from Korchinski and, and, and Kaiser. But in terms of, like, a guy, I, I would say, if I'm going to handicap one of these young defensemen, to play all 82, you know, assuming health. Right. It's going to be Vlasic. He just looks like an NHL defenseman already. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he he skates well. 
he's a big guy. He's got, you know, a, a good good size for the uh, you know, playing playing defensively. Um, you know, he's he's had time play, paired with Seth Jones uh two seasons ago and uh and in the preseason here. Uh yeah, I I I don't think I've seen anything from him that that says that he's not able to play every day uh in the NHL lineup and you know he's he he can move the puck well like you know I I if correct me if I'm wrong but I think he had some power play time tonight um so that was good to see like yeah I mean I I have no no issues with him uh no no worries about him as he as he you know jumps into the NHL probably as you know, probably jumps in as a full-time player this year uh you know where he's had you know little stints 2 years ago and and, and last season I think he's. I think it's worth worth keeping him in until he tell until he proves to you on the ice that he can't be in or he needs a break. Like, play him. Let him. Let him go. Let him loose. I, I'm. I'm fine with giving him as as many games as possible. Yeah, he looked good out there. He's looked good all training camp, all preseason. He's got some confidence. Um, you know, he had uh, uh, two shots on goal and a third shot attempt tonight. He was second in. Total ice time among defensemen, uh, both overall and uh, even strength. Played almost three minutes of penalty kill tonight. He's doing it all out there. And for a kid of his size that skates as well as he does, it's, it's impressive. Usually when you get those real big guys, they're very awkward skaters. Yeah, but He looks good. He's got good stride. And that reach is a freaking weapon. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's going to be able to poke check pucks from halfway down the ice you know it, he's he's got a lot of potential and we're starting to see some of that on a nightly basis I would love him to be here all season long I don't I don't think there's any question that he's making the team out of camp um let him go let him play let him make you know he played a full season in Rockford last year when we all said this t- at this exactly one year ago yeah. we were all Vlasic's ready Vlasic's yeah. ready and then he spent pretty much the whole season in Rockford, and you could see what that's done for him. He yeah. looks even better than he did last year. More confident. Exactly. Maybe some of that has to do with what like Lucas Reichel told us the other day about the mental mindset of knowing you're on the team as opposed to getting called up, how much more comfortable that makes you on the ice, in the locker room, all that stuff. And, you know, especially for young guys, the mental part, of everything is is a major part of being a successful hockey player. Um, you, you've got to win the battles between your ears as much as you win the battles on the ice. And some guys can, and some guys can't. Mm-hmm. And it seems like Vlasic is definitely, you know, able. He's just he oozes confidence. You see it. You see it even in the locker room. You see that he's just more comfortable, and he's one of the guys now. He's not just hey the young kid that's here for a couple of games. He's one of the one of the one of the main guys. Well, remember we got to talk to him last year, and he talked about that rookie year how he came in. He he said this in his own words. He's kind of walking on eggshells, not really feeling himself, not really feeling he was not not part of the team, but you know, kind of on an island as a young kid coming into an established team. Then last year happens, he's a little more comfortable, and now he comes in. I think knowing. That the expectation for him, like I think, for him to not start the year here, he would have had to have a disastrous preseason. Yeah, because I think there's enough of a body of work from him in the NHL that says, "We know what you can do. We see what you can do," and he just carried himself with the confidence this year. And like, 
you know, we're in the locker room after every practice and we just can see the way these guys carry themselves. And I would say like compared to last year, there's no one in there that looks like a deer in headlights. Everybody looks comfortable. Everybody looks confident. There's no like this group, this group, this group, this group. Everyone kind of interacts with each other. I just, there's a different feel around the team this year. And I think, you know, last year was tough because you had the awkwardness of Kane and Taves and this year, now you're entering the season with all this excitement mm-hmm. and maybe not expectation to win, but expectation for exciting hockey. Yeah. And I think the whole team feels that. Yeah. I, I mean, last year it was, it was the tank. You were going, you were going into the season knowing it was going to be bad. And I think this year it's, there's optimism. You know, Connor Murphy talked about, I talked to him a a few days ago, talked about, you know, wanting to come in, you know, with, with a chip on your shoulder and wanting to prove, you know, people wrong again, like they, like the, the kind of mentality that they had last year, but he said, but the way he talked about it was that, you know, after last season, you're, you're coming in this season, knowing that, you know, you had a lot of unsuccessful things go on last season. So, what you're proving wrong is not saying, oh, we're going to be cup contenders and we're going to, you know, all this stuff that's unrealistic for this team. Uh, but to prove people wrong is like change what went wrong last year. Build off of that. Make make improvements from the things that made you unsuccessful last year. And I think, you know, the, the team coming in last year was like it was it was it had ended so poorly the year before you you know, you, you, you made the Debrinkat trade, you made the Hagel trade, you, you know, you made the Doc trade, all these things. Um, and you knew coming in, like, oh, it's going to get worse. This year, there's none of that. It's, well, it's way less than it was last year. And the expectation, they're not big, but at least there's optimism that maybe you'll exceed it. Yeah. And I think there hasn't been a performance from any kid, either forward or defenseman, that we've said, all right, maybe they're a little bit further away than we thought. Yeah. I to me, everyone that that had any sort of outside chance of making the team this year. So, you know, eliminate your Ryder Ralston's, eliminate your guys like that, right? Um, all of them look like they could do it. Yeah. And it's gonna be different starting next week. And we'll probably see a couple times where Wyatt Kaiser Shows a little bit, you know, the other, last game, he overskated a puck and it cost him a goal. Like, yeah, these young guys are going to have growing pains. It's going to happen. But in terms of like, ooh, they're out there and they just can't, I have not seen that at all. No. So. And it's been, it's been the preseason. It might, you know, it might change. Some tough performances might stack on top of each other uh, in the regular season. But then I, I fully trust Luke Richardson to be able to recognize that mm-hmm. and say, hey, Wyatt or Alex or whoever, Let's let's take a night off. Let's watch the game from from a bird's eye view. You know, let's let's try yeah. and and you're in give you a, give you a break. Different from Quenville too, and obviously two coaches trying to accomplish different things. But I think a lot of guys when that would happen with Q were like doghouse or mm-hmm. like there wasn't a lot of communication there. Yeah, I think with Luke, they're gonna know like, hey, you know what? Tough couple games. I think you acknowledge that. Here's some film showing you things to work on, but just take tonight off, take a breather, look at it from the 300 level, and and we'll, we'll get you back in mm-hmm. soon. 
You know, I think it that can be a healthy thing and as opposed to something that's going to crush a kid. Yeah, there's no error. There's there there's no, you know, I don't got time for this from from Richardson. Right. As as it was with Quenville is he is I don't have time for these young kids that can't do what I need them to do. Richardson got all the time in the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's the biggest difference. Joe Quinville was here to win Stanley Cups, not develop the next generation. Sure. And he's right. He, I, To be fair, he's right. Oh, absolutely. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, but Luke Richardson, I think why we, we've mentioned a few times now since training camp has started that Luke Richardson is really excited and about the young kids, and, and if he had his way, it would probably bring up more of them to start the year because I think he's looking forward to – that the the teaching and learning process of he wants to like have a hand in making a young player better uh he has that teaching ability to him he loves you know the 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 video sessions and and the practice you know he's he's out there and active in almost every single practice he he really enjoys that part of the game and i think a lot of that comes from the time he spent uh in the AHL you know, he's not that far removed from being an AHL coach. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there is no expectation to win right now. Development is is the main focus. And he's embraced that. Um, you know, you, you look at Philadelphia, the Flyers. They're now in rebuild mode. And they got John Tortorella still yeah, behind the bench. Ooh. I don't see how that's going to work. I, like, I don't, like, even though, I like. I mean, he know like. He knows though, but, right? Like, but still, but what is he just going to be able to turn off being John Tortorella so. and no. say, "Hey, kid, I, come here. Let me put my arm around you and calmly explain what I need done." No, he's not going to stop. Being that would John make me Tor- feel worse if it was him. I'd be like, "Oh God, he's going to kill me." Yeah, <laughs> he's not going to stop. What's this plastic doing on the floor? Yeah, <laughs> he's not going to stop. Don't bleed on the being carpet. John Tortorella. Don't bleed on the logo, kid. Yeah. So Richardson now, this is this is like, because he's still getting his feet wet. This is only his second year as an NHL mm-hmm. head coach. So he's growing too. He's developing too at the same time that the most important players that he'll have when this team is a playoff team are doing it too. They're all doing it together. Yeah. So when they get to that point where they're ready to compete, when they're a playoff team, hopefully a cup contender, they've kind of all gone through it together. And that's going to make these guys like do that little bit extra for their coach. And maybe it changes when there's expectation. Maybe it changes when this team is better and Luke's got a few more years under his belt. But just again, he's the right guy for this time. And I think he'll be the right guy for when they're ready to to take that next step. You know, what's incredible is his, and I know we've probably mentioned this before, but I think it's worth re-mentioning the he he experienced so much in his career. You play over fourteen hundred games, you're going to play a lot. But he can talk to every kind of player. Yeah, he can talk. He, he was a seventh overall pick in Toronto. You can talk. He can talk to the guys that are going to have the spotlight on him, and talk to the guys that are going to be, you know, you know these these high expectation players like a Kevin Korczynski. Uh He can talk to the veterans who are in the locker room that are there, maybe on the the, the back nine of their career. And he can talk to the guys that don't do the things that get you the headlines, that don't get you the glamour, because he was that kind of defenseman. So I, I, I just think it's it's worth reiterating the way he can talk to players of all different kinds and knows how to kind of speak that language. 
And the fact that he can do it, having been a guy that played in the 80s and 90s, but still relate to a player in the 2010s, 2020s. Like, it's, it is really uh, an impressive quality to have, and you can see why they, they hired him. We've got a vote going for the four-star of the night, as voted by you, the people in the chat. Mackenzie Entwistle, Joey Anderson, and Lucas Reichel. Mackenzie Entwistle running away with it with 63% of the vote, but uh, more time to vote. We'll get to that towards the end of the show. Yeah. Um, hey, we got 103 votes on the uh, poll, but only 61 likes. That math don't jive. Yeah, we need more likes. Get some more likes while you're there. Also, uh, while you're at it, we are getting very close to 10,000 followers on Twitter. Uh, we started the night about 600 away. We're now about 400 away. Hey. So uh, good friends. progress made tonight. But uh, let people know. And if you haven't followed us on Twitter yet, I know, uh, you know, it might be on its way out, but it's something that we rely on <laughs> to spread the word because, uh, and we rely on for work because it's where all the newsmakers are. So uh, feel free to jump on our Twitter account and hit that follow button. We're at chgo underscore Blackhawks. And another thing about this game, we try and we try and make the game fun. We do. We try. We do. Um, the this was very reminiscent. You saw the lineup that the Hawks put out and the lineup that the Blues put out. And the Hawks had every excuse to come out and lose this game 7 to nothing, And it looked that way. It sure as hell did. <laughs> in the first 10 minutes. Yes, it did. And the Hawks kept fighting back and kept battling back. And I think very much like they played last season, where they, they were in some games they had no business being in, that was very similar tonight. And it's good to see, you know, these guys know that this is a let's get out of here and not be hurt kind mm-hmm. of a game. But they didn't play that way. They, they went out and played hard. Kevin Korczynski played 24 and a half minutes. Yeah. Like, that's that's incredible. 23. Yeah. He led, I think he led all skaters. He did. Yes, He's he did. For only, only guy over 20 minutes tonight. Unreal. Yeah. I mean, these guys are out here, and they're playing hard. They're playing their asses off. And the last game against Minnesota, too. Mm-hmm. That looked like a regular season game. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, it's like it, it, they're, they're ready to go, and... and I was listening to, I think it was 32 Thoughts, and they were talking about the Devils and how um, the Devils are just running people over in the preseason. And they were saying, like, that's the thing about a young team that's ready to win is these guys can't freaking wait yeah. to get the season rolling. So paddle, they treat the preseason down. the same way. Yeah, Like, now we get to come out and kick people's ass finally. We've been waiting all summer to do this. <laughs> Not the same with the Hawks, but you know, especially the guys that were here last year, or even in the system last year, it's a different feel this year, and these yeah. guys are excited for the season to begin. Yeah. And I really, I'm excited to see what they're going to look like in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I think it's uh, we talked about a lot over the summer, uh, at the end of last season, and 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 through development camp, through preseason, the opportunity and hope that the young players and you know new guys here and all this you know, new leadership and everyone getting their, their voices heard and letting all that organically grow. Um, I think that that's, we've seen that. And I, and I think the, the, the atmosphere in the locker room is different because you're not looking across the room at, you know, a locker stall with 19 or 88 above it. And, and all, all of us in the media are clamored around there asking them, Hey, what do you think about being potentially being traded and how do you feel about your injuries and how are you feeling physically? And do you think about retirement and all that stuff? 
you know, and you know, you're, you're, you're facing down the barrel of the Colorado avalanche who you're probably going to lose five to one. Like it's a much different atmosphere. And I think, you know, these, these new guys coming in, young guys coming in, the air in the locker room is, is there for them to you know, breathe a little bit more. And I think it's just going to do, hopefully just going to do wonders for this team as they go through some growing pains. It won't feel as daunting if, you know, you have a couple losses in a row, you know, hopefully you don't have too many of those because you want to be throwing a bone every once in a while. Um, but at least it won't be like, you know, the season won't feel like a death march for these guys. It'll, Hopefully, the optimism and everything and, and expectations uh, for the young guys to grow make it a little bit, uh, you know, more enjoyable. Yeah, I think this team's gonna be very excited in Pittsburgh, and and you'll see it. Um, <clears throat> last year's opener in, in Colorado, I think we all were expecting it to be awful, and they were they were in it for a while. I believe it was. Four power play goals they gave up that yeah. night. They just couldn't. Every time they gave up a penalty, uh, Arturi Lekkinen was there to stick it in the in their moon with a power play goal. And you know it, but they were competitive in that game. I think they they were tied for for much of the first period. The Pittsburgh game, I think there'll be some nerves out there a little bit. You know, with a lot of these young guys and and you know even the veterans on a new team. Yeah. I think once you get a couple of shifts going, you get that first hit, you get that first shot on goal, then you're like, all right, it's it's hockey. This is what I do. This is mm-hmm. this is what we're here for. You know, hopefully we get that counter Bedard goal early. That'd be nice. I've, I think for everybody, for mm-hmm. every yeah, for everybody, <laughs> we all need it. Yeah, like yeah. just get to get it out of the way. We don't need two or three games of all the nonsense that's going to happen if he doesn't score. And all this mumble crap and, and you know, just mumble crap. Mumble crap. Mumble crap. It's, it's, it's twice as bad as mumbo jumbo because um, it has crap in it. And <laughs> yeah. that would make it worse. Yes. <laughs> so, so, yeah. But everybody is, as you both have said, like the, the feeling is different this year and it's going to translate on the on the ice. Where last year, this team tried so hard. But you knew if you made that mistake earlier in the third period, it was over. It was yeah. done. And now, you know, I think they have enough talent to where, hey, you know, uh, if we give up a, a, a fluky goal earlier in the third period, we can still come back. We could. St- well, this isn't over. Even though they didn't necessarily give up a lot of goal, you know, they didn't give up in many games, but you just knew the talent. Yeah, the talent they game. didn't have the horses yeah, to come it back. Just, yeah, it wasn't going to happen because, you know, you have, you know, Jujar Kara and Joey Anderson and Boris Kachuk and Mackenzie Entwistle are your guys trying to get that game-tying goal. Yeah. All those guys played on the power play last year. Yeah, <laughs> now it's Taylor Hall and Connor Bedard. It's, you know, Lucas Reichel and, uh, you know, Philip Kurashev trying to get you. You got Corey Perry and Nick Foligno mm-hmm. on your fourth line with Jason Dickinson. That, that's a line that's going to score some goals this year. Yeah. So it's not a complete, like, wash if you give up. You know, they're going to give up those goals. They're going to make their mistakes. They've got, they're going to have three rookie defensemen, maybe four on the ice, you know, every night. And goaltending, that's still questionable yeah. at best. So there are going to be those games where they make a mistake, it's going to kill them, but it's not going to be like the death sentence it was in many games right. last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a comment up from Jad 
Stephen uh, says, in all honesty, I'm banking on Bedard shutting the doubters up in Pittsburgh. I want to be clear about something. There is no one on earth that actually doubts Connor Bedard. There are 31 fan bases hoping he sucks. Mm-hmm. And there are 31 fan bases that would give you any player in their, okay, maybe 30 organizations in hockey that would give you any player off their roster for Connor Bedard. Yeah, 100%. So all the PHNX stuff about Logan Cooley, if Kyle Davidson called them tomorrow and said, uh, Bedard for Cooley, they would say yes before the f- sentence was finished. Okay, but that wasn't a PHNX thing that they said. That came from the actual Coyotes. They did some stuff, too. Sure, okay. Well, they're just, they're just you lean into it. Their GM doesn't know how to tank right. No, we... <laughs> yeah, well, you lean into it, but I don't, I don't fault them for that. But no, I mean... So what I'm saying, though, is they don't actually believe it. No. I, I think people want... Yeah, people want to believe that he's going to be a bust just because of the team that he's playing for. Right. Well, it's, I mean, look... It's, just, like, it's, it's salt. Also, anytime there's hype... People just immediately don't like that. Like LeBron James is a great example. All LeBron James did is go be the at worst third best player of all time. He yeah, <laughs> and people still like refuse to give he, him any credit. He surpassed the hype that he had. Right, like yeah. who whoever does that, no one, no. Most, mostly no one in sports. Yeah, I mean, there are people that for the last seven years have hated Connor McDavid just for the reason that. You were told Connor McDavid is really good. Guess what? Mostly people in Calgary. And he's really good. And yeah, I get that Connor McDavid has zero personality and is, doesn't seem like a fun guy. Uh, he maybe he is, but he doesn't let that sh- you know no. show on the on his you know he's a hockey robot. You know he just wants to play hockey, so he's not he doesn't have that personality that makes you go. Even though you're not on my favorite team, I like you anyway because you seem like a good fun guy. I can go yeah. have a beer with. You know, or a kale smoothie. Sure, a kale <laughs> macar smoothie. But like, so people, when you're told that something is good, a lot of people's natural reaction is, "No, I don't like that. I want to like it organically. I don't want to be told sure. I like this yeah. guy." Yeah. And that's what. And and Connor Bedard, yeah, there is a ton of hype out there for him. Yes. And yes, I get it. Oh, you're showing a highlight of a preseason empty net goal. I understand why people would be turned off by that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd be rolling my eyes, too, if I didn't like the Blackhawks or if it was somebody else. Like, okay. And no one's going to remember any of this preseason nonsense starting Tuesday. So, yep. yes, a, a goal a goal on opening night on ESPN against, you know, the, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Would I, be huge. He he's going to win the opening draw against Sidney Crosby. Mark this. Skate around him. He's going to take it himself. Skate around him, and he's going to split the D of Carlson and Latang, and he's going to go right at Tristan Jerry, and he's going to point at him, and then he's going to fire to <laughs> fire his wrister, pop his bottle. He's going to chuck his Sherwood stick into the air. Tears Blackhawks jersey off and double bird the entire crowd in Pittsburgh. He's gonna Ned Braden it. Yeah, talk about a, <laughs> an, a, a arriving in the NHL moment. <laughs> that is exactly how the game is gonna start on Tuesday. I've, and I've, if I'm wrong, oh well. I, I I believe in Bull Durham they call that uh, announcing your pr- your, your, your presence, presence with authority. authority. That's yes. that's what that is. Yes, that's what he will do. Well, if you're going to Pittsburgh, make sure you represent and look like a Hawks fan. You know what I mean? You don't want to show up and be all sheepish. And hiding under like a Groucho Marx uh, nose and mustache. No. <laughs> Get fitted out in the best sports gear and Hawks gear around from our friends at FOCO. They got hoodies. They got toques. 
They got t-shirts. They got pajama pants. Everything with a Hawks logo you can imagine. They've got it. You want to deck out your man cave or your she shed. You can do that with signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. It's hockey season. It's football season. Get that warm weather. Well, no. Cold weather gear to stay warm in the cold weather at foco.com. And get some sweet stuff for your house like we got here on set that Foco has donated to us, including my favorite, the Hayden Wisniewski Immaculate Inning Bobblehead. It's back there. It's real. Check out foco.com or click the link in our description below for all non-presale items. Use that promo code CHGO for 10% off. It's real and it's spectacular. Yes. You know what else is real and spectacular? Goose Island Beer. Goose Island is the proud beer sponsor of us here at CHGO, and they have been Chicago's beer since before I was born in 1988. They have a tremendous roster of beers from the 312, the golden cans of their wheat ale, to the full pocket pills, the everyday beer, what the Goose Island beer brewers are drinking, to their entire family of beer hug IPAs, to the Green Line, to uh, the Matilda, to the Sophie, to the Oktoberfest. I, w- I was naming beers, not just women. I was naming Good, beers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and hang out with a lot of old women. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, those names are coming back, buddy. And, uh, and of course, you know, you saw uh, Luke Richardson passing out some cold ones to us in the media. The Blackhawks Pale Ale, that is returning to the shelves very soon from Goose Island. So what better way to ring in the Blackhawks season than with a Blackhawks Pale Ale? You can get all of those beers and more ultra-fresh brewery exclusives when you go to Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park, or you can go to their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Again, that's the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. You missed it. I know Steven's trying to find pictures of Luke. You know exactly what I'm looking I think for. It's up trying up, to find the video of Luke. I think it's up from there. Looking keep for going, the Goose Island photos. Keep going. It was... Oh, maybe they're not it was, uh, it was. It was yesterday, wasn't it? Yeah. It was on Friday. They gotta be there somewhere. It was uh, it was Mario's tweet had it. I know that. I, I, yeah, I put it on. I put <laughs> it on the, the X machine. <laughs> no, you're not, you're in the wrong spot. Maybe it's in the production folder. Uh, as we produce on the air, there uh, they are. Aha! Uh, we'll, we'll get that up in just a minute. There they are. All right, you gotta use those for the little like as we pop up the graphics. Yeah, we gotta. Yeah, do that. You yeah. know what? You should use one of those uh, for the give us a like. Uh, oh, I didn't see that he was there. drinking it at the at yeah, the podium. He's, he's I missed it. He's sipping it. He took a sip. All right, let's. Uh, I think it's time to call it. the The matchup is over. Anyone? Did anyone see three stars? They were all blues. Okay, well, screw them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> our four star of the night is voted by you. The chat is uh, the orphan himself, Mackenzie Atwistle. Yeah. The, the shameless parents orphan. aren't around to see um, after that unfortunate <laughs> incident with a uh, corn thresher. This gets worse Man. every week. You it was just, sad. It's brutal. You know, you got to be careful when you go to those pumpkin patches. Yeah, you just got to stay. Away from the machinery. Yeah, don't take there's signs there for a reason. Don't take a wrong turn in the corn maze. Yeah. Well, congrats to Mackenzie Antwistle, and I think more congrats are in order. For yeah, sure. I'm just saying. You know, somebody won. I are both of your wins shootout wins. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah. As Luke Richardson says, they don't put a picture of the goal in the score sheet. Well, you haven't even had any goals, like. That's you're, right. You're two, I am gritty. Your two wins have come on tiebreakers because nobody else had a. It point. doesn't matter. Yeah. I am. I am you're fire the, and passion. 
You're the soccer team that, that gets three draws but still advances out of the group Damn stage. Damn right. <laughs> I am grit personified. <laughs> You're Uruguay. <laughs> <laughs> so this, the uh, preseason ends with Hoosier Hawk with each of us picking up two wins. Um, so we're going to wipe the slate clean for the regular season. Right. We're going to do it every game. Yes. Uh, I we may tweak some rules. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have we'll a, get, we'll have a more plane. official process. Well, well you got to wear the helmet. All right, I'll try. Yeah, you got to put it on. The padding's out. It, it should good. fit. The right. padding is out. We've also added. We've added a bunch of stickers. Many stickers. There's a there's a, a burger on there. There's Goose Island. There's a. There's know, the lunch s- lady. S- the lunch lady. Super fan. Spider Man for some reason. It's the Spider Man meme. Oh yeah. yeah that's oh, there's like oh. a nail stabbing my brain. That's fine. Hey, you don't need that. That's all right. I'll take it. <laughs> Tough enough. Ooh, <laughs> it is weird. Aren't it you is... grit personified? The acoustics are strange when you put the. It echoes. Yeah. It echoes in there. Yep, well, I'll well, take the win, man. I'm happy. How did you win, Greg, or Jay? I had Colton Doc, and he did stuff. What did he do? He um, had, uh, well, he was plus one Yep. with uh, two hits, Yep. one shot on goal, and uh, did we count blocks? Yes. Did he have any blocks? My box score doesn't have I blocks. Think he, he did not, but he, okay. he also... So he had four, four tiebreaker points. Yes. In fairness... Should have had an assist. This should have, would have, could have. It's not on the score sheet. He got sheet. screwed by I don't the think same. It was a shot on goal. If it was in Chicago, it would have been an assist. Oh. He right made it. He made it. He made probably the best play of the guys that we all picked. So. And he got hit in the nuts with a puck. <laughs> yes, he did. Not as bad as the photographer got hit in the nuts with the football. Was <laughs> no. Today. no, that was Hans Molman. <laughs> that was a uh, man getting hit by football. That was that was yeah. rough. Uh, <laughs> right in the, the greatest right sound the, effect in TV history. <laughs> right with the point. So uh, there is, I believe, there is a uh, uh, version of that you can find on social media. The kid today getting hit the nuts, and they added the they added that uh, that sound effect. You it's have out to. There. It's out there. You it's absolutely have to add it. It's it's how it works. It is the rules. Anytime someone gets doinked in the balls, <laughs> look at that. Just right on demand. It's ready that. to go. That the loot graphic. Look at that. That's what I'm talking about. Producer. That is great. Steven. With the 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 speed. It was a very dainty sip from Luke, I will say. But I know he's like. He didn't want to get sauced up before getting. Yeah, he didn't want to hit the locker room and uh, the post-practice workout smelling of beer. He had cameras on him. Yeah. You know, as soon as he got back down. Stone cold. (laughs) (laughs) It's the first beer he hasn't shotgunned in like six months. Yeah. Yeah. Look, we We we, we, we said hi to, to Luke Richardson at the uh, at Tootsie's in Nashville. He's he's not a dainty sipper. Yes, no. he was he was enjoying himself. Yes. Not yeah, as much as other. I was gonna say not as much as some of the other there, people. There were some other coaches and GMs having a lot there of fun. Some other employees <laughs> that uh, really had a good time there, but uh, you had to go and see it for yourself. Hey man, if you are the Hawks and you're in the draft, the Connor Bedard draft, you're gonna party like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. So and then Pizza Borg. Creepishly follow us everywhere. everywhere Pete DeBoer. Yeah, Leave us alone, Pete DeBoer. <laughs> creep. All right. Uh, speaking of creep, I want to take this helmet off. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk to everybody on Monday. We have our season prediction show. It Wait, is going not, to be. We're not done. We're not done. We need to name a preseason champion. Oh, yeah. We have to do our preseason tiebreaker since we all have two How wins. much time do we have, Steven? Oh, yeah, right. As much as we need. Oh, Wonderful. Oh boy. Damn it. W- within reason. Oh, All right, okay. can I take this off? It's like warping my glasses. Yeah, you can. Sure. I can't see anything. Uh, I want to address, uh, Greg, your pick, Cole Gutman. Zeros across the board. 64% uh, at the faceoff dot, though. That's worth five points. Uh, my pick, Andreas Athanasiu, 
Zeros across the board. Didn't take a face off. So I see. 19 minutes and 20 seconds of the least productive hockey that there could have been. He didn't get hurt. He didn't get hurt. So that's like that's like 10 points, right? I mean, I get two points for every one of those face-off wins, right? So technically I win? I guess. Sure. All right. All right. So our, our super uh, serious and scientific mm-hmm. tiebreaker for the preseason. We're going to play a little game. Uh, I don't know if – Steven, if you want to – Am I keeping tally get here? Your, no, you just want to get a stopwatch and just check it every five seconds? Yeah. I could do that. Okay. So we're, we we get each get five seconds. We're going to go one by one by one, and we'll go from Jay to Greg to me Back to Jay to, to Greg right. to me. Putting a computer down. So, so on and so, off, so forth. Yes, computers are down. We are going to name as many Blackhawks that have won a Stanley Cup in Chicago as we can until there is a now, last man Are we man sticking standing. to the modern dynasties no. so we don't have to go back whoever, and check? Whoever you can name that has won a Stanley Cup in Blackhawks history. the Blackhawks, right. So I got all those 1934 dudes. Okay. You guys are screwed. Yeah. No, I don't. We'll see. Who starts? All right. You you start since you won one today. I and once uh, once Steven's ready with the clock, we'll... Uh, well, I think this first few we don't I'm ready. the clock. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. I believe Jonathan Taze won, won a couple. Yes. Patrick King. Patrick Sharp. Marion Hosa. Duncan Keith. Brent Seabrook. Ben Eager. Going deep. Nicholas Jarlson. Johnny Oduya. Colin Frazier. Kimo Timonen. Corey Crawford. Anthony Niemi. Scott Darling. Oh, Dan Carcillo. John Madden. Brendan Saad. Chris Versteeg. Thomas Kopetsky. Bobby Holt. Stan Makita. <laughs> Jordan Hendry. Damn it, I was oh, going to use him. Brian Campbell. Brandon Bullig. Uh, uh, Victor Svedberg. No. He was oh, on the cup team. Oh, no. I yes, don't know he if he's got his name on the cup. Victor, he, was, he was on the ice when they won. No, no but, name you, on the cup. That's not the guy you're thinking of. Victor Svedberg was the six foot eight. That's what I'm thinking of. No. He was, he was a black ace in 2015, but he doesn't have his name on the cup. He didn't play in a game. That doesn't count. Shenanigans. <laughs> All right, you two keep going. Cup. All right. Once again, I lose on a technicality. I've, I've I've lost track of who we said. So he's yeah. Well, I well I you said that guy. I'm going to say Victor Stalbert, Ray Emery, Brian Bickle, uh, uh, Dave Bolin, Michael Hanzus, Brad Richards, Marcus Kruger. Oh, I lost. Oh, you got to get one to win. I got to get one to win. Five seconds is off. Glenn Hall. I spaced. Fair enough. No one said Tavo. Well, no one said Antoine Vermette. You went with Svedberg over Tavo. Why didn't you say it, Mr. (laughs) Victor? Because I'm right. He was on the. I saw him hoist the cup. Doesn't mean he won. But he doesn't have his name on it. But he touched it. So so did trainers. Did he get a ring? Name any of those guys? So did a bunch of random people. How about he got a ring? I bet you he didn't. Troy Parchment won a cup. But you didn't say him. (laughs) <laughs> All right, congratulations, All right. Greg. Put Thank the you. helmet on. All right, give me the helmet. You hoist it. You get your name on. You the get cup. to hold the cup. I thought only cup I've winners touched, were allowed to touch the cup. I've touched the Stanley Cup, so you should have said my name. <laughs> <laughs> there uh, we go. I'm the preseason Congratulations. Champ. Oh crap! S- suck it, losers. Oh, there is like a nail in See? this. See, <laughs> <laughs> the padding is there for. I guess so. We got to remove a couple more screws. <laughs> Well, uh, all right. I may look ridiculous, but I feel immaculate. <laughs> You're rocking. That's the look of a champion. 
You know what we should do at the end of the year is spray paint it gold. Too much, of the, too much like Notre Dame. And the vapors, the vapors will be getting us. Uh, well, when I get the vapors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to spray paint it on the person wearing it. Oh, you should. Why not? Like uh, Mad Max. Yeah. Just no. spray, the, spray the silver paint right into his mouth. Uh, well, well, that was fun. Officially concludes the preseason. Thank, Thank God. God. All right. Now I can tell you. We're back Monday with our uh, preseason prediction shows, uh, show. I'm going I'm to bet it's going to be a long one. It's, it's, a a little, it, it's probably going to be a little long. It's, it's going to be a thick said. boy. That's for sure. So uh, make sure you catch that. It's an early episode. I, I think there might be some, uh, I don't know. I'm just, just spitballing here. There might be some spicy takes had on that uh, show on Monday. We might actually be. disagree on a show. I'm so excited about Monday show. We should sleep here all weekend and just do it early Monday morning. Okay. I mean, you know, the, I'm in. the the couch is a pullout couch. Yeah, I'm in. Sleep right, a couple. Let's do it. Sleep Let's a couple of us comfortably. We don't even have to change clothes. Our next post-game show will be from Pittsburgh. That's that right. I do know. That is true. And then we're going to fly home, and then we're going to do the post-game show for the Bruins game the next night. Yes. Yeah. And then after that, since we had so much fun doing pre-game show tonight, for the most part, all road games this year will have a pre-game so. show. That's going to be the plan. We need to confirm that 100%, but that seems to be the plan. Road games will have a pre-game. Yeah, it was fun tonight. Should be fun. All right, looking forward. Steven, to it. thanks for all your hard work today. Appreciate that. Uh, we're back on Monday. We'll talk to you then on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Walk, 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 walk. We all silly like the mayor. 